If you listened to the previous episode of Cooking with Bruce and Mark, you heard our fixes for some common air frying mistakes, and you heard that mostly you shouldn't use batters on food because they make such a ridiculous mess. They do, but after playing around with different ways to achieve a kind of a batter on food, I came up with a technique for making crunchy and delicious chicken fried steak. Hey, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scrubber, and I'm not going to let you talk because I'm going to talk about what chicken fried steak is because I do not believe that a New Yorker can talk about chicken fried steak, period. The end. This New Yorker created a chicken fried steak in the air fryer. Yeah, created. Created my butt. (laughs) Chicken fried steak is a Texas passion. It is from my childhood. It is truly this fabulous thing. I'm sure you know because at this point, everybody in the U.S. knows because people go to Cracker Barrel and Chili. And they have chicken fried steak? Absolutely. Every place has or chicken fried steak. Do you call it chicken fried snake? No, very few people have chicken fried snake. Um, so you're talking, that's really killing me. <laughs> um, chicken fried steak, I mean, sure, and I know you know, is steak fried the way chicken is fried. It has nothing to do with chicken. So what does that mean? So it's battered and deep fried. Yeah, in yeah. general, it's battered and deep fried. Um, and, you know, there's a million ways to batter chicken, and there's a million ways to fry it, but this is one that generally uses a wet batter on chicken, and then that's transferred instead to steak, and the steak is deep fried, which, as you know, means the steak has to be really thin. Thin. Otherwise, it overcooks and gets like shoe leather. Yeah, it's a thin, and the the kind of steak that is used for it is called cube steak in general. Now, it's not cube steak; it's cubed steak because the steak has been cubed. And in fact, at our butcher at Stop and Shop, he has a cubing machine which he runs the steaks through and it makes millions of It's true, but I didn't, don't some people do call it cube steak, right? With no D. Yeah, some people call it cube steak. Okay. But I believe it's cubed. You're probably right. But, but those are the that. same people that say iced tea. Yeah, well, okay. Forget them. Um, <laughs> I think hush. Um, I'm sure you don't say iced cream, do you? No, mm, I don't. And do you say roasted chicken? Um, no, but I say roasted potatoes. I say roast chicken, but roasted potatoes. Roasted potatoes, yeah. I want some roasted potatoes. Um, and I never say roasted really beef. This I have a roast beef sandwich. Okay, this is a long way away from chicken fry steak. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, it, it is. It's general. Now, Bruce is saying it's cube steak uh, sometimes. And I've also seen it done with various kinds of round in my life. Well, yes, round steak is what our butcher at Stop and Shop puts through the cubing machine. Right. And sometimes he uses eye of round, sometimes bottom round, That's sometimes top thing. round. People use all different kinds of round for chicken fried steak. Now, I bet when your grandmother did it, she pounded it by hand My with grandmother a never made chicken fried steak. No? We, we went out for chicken oh. fried steak. It was something that you made yeah, in restaurants because it was such a mess because it was deep fried. And nobody in my family, I am from the South, and nobody in my family deep fried. Uh, but nobody. I have seen pounders that on one side are flat and the other side have like these pointy projections that are like little pyramids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are there to make the little holes that you yes. get. And people, people use eye of round, bottom round, top round, round steaks. They use all that kind of stuff. But they cut it pretty thin and they cube it up. Uh, as Bruce says, not cube it, not cut it into cubes, but they use this cubing machine. If you don't know what that is and you don't find that in your market, you can always buy those thin eye of round steaks and then use the 
pointy side of a meat mallet to mm-hmm. bash it. You can. And that'll you don't want to those little holes. Yeah, don't bash it till it's mush, but just kind of you know whack it. You know what waffle fries look like with the tiny little holes, and that's kind of what you want your meat to look like, like right. a gaufret of right. beef. Now, yeah, and sometimes they have the holes go through, and sometimes they don't. Yep. But you know, in general, you kind of want to whack it a lot. Anyway, so what are you doing? So well, I am beating together in this. I have actually a pie plate. And I'm mixing together um, a tablespoon of sour cream with a tablespoon of Worcestershire and one whole egg. And that is going to be the sort of battery liquid um, that I'm going to coat this meat with. And then I have a second plate, which I have a cup of plain flour. Okay, and plug for our website, brucemark.com, because out on brucemark.com exists my recipe for homemade Worcestershire. Uh, oh, that's nothing like it. Yes, in fact, make it now. Go out to our website. Check out that recipe for Worcestershire sauce because it makes a fabo Christmas present. Mm. You haven't lived until you've had steaks brushed with Worcestershire sauce on the grill. Yep. Okay, so the typical coatings um, for using the air fryer, you, you know, as typical with this, you start with a flour to coat the meat and then give the egg to something to hold on to, and then you go on to a breadcrumb mixture, right? Yep. But you're not your using breadcrumbs. I mean, that's the general way is flour, egg, breadcrumbs. That's your standard breading technique. So right. because chicken fried steak is usually battered, I wanted to figure out a way to give it a coating that resembled batter without being liquid that was going to drip through my All basket. Right. So do it, the do sour it, cream it. and egg together form the sort of batter that's wet. And then instead of going into breadcrumbs after that, I put it back into the flour. And the flour gets absorbed into that and it sort of creates a fabulous outer batter coating that's dry enough to hold into place, won't drip off, and I could put it into the air fryer without making too much of a mess. Right. Now, again, I just want to re-emphasize this. If you're wondering how this really goes down, you know, putting it right and all the dipping processes, there is a video on our channel, Cooking with Bruce and Mark on YouTube, and it's, 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 uh, we're not in the video, it's just Bruce, it's Bruce's hands making it it in an air fryer. You can actually watch how this thing goes down. And for that amount of uh, the whole egg and the sour cream that was sheer, that's good for one four ounce slice of cube steak. If you want to make more, yeah, that's for making one, which actually fits in a really small air fryer. You could fit up to three in a really big air fryer, and if you're making two or three pieces, then you want to double that amount. So two eggs, two tablespoons of sour cream. And two so for, this, for, for, the, for the kids at home, just say one more time the process. So I have uh, two pie plates. In one of them, I have whisked together a tablespoon of sour cream, a tablespoon yeah, of Worcestershire, yeah. and an egg. The other one, I have plain flour. Yeah, what's I'm the process? I'm dipping the four-ounce piece of cube steak into the flour, shaking off excess. Dipping it into the egg so it's completely coated. Both sides. Both sides, and then back into the flour so that it's not wet and the flour dries to it. Now, I am going to put those pieces of steak, I have one here, if I was doing more, there'd be multiple of them, on the counter, it's on the cutting board, and I'm using my bottle sprayer, my little plastic sprayer filled with vegetable oil. Honestly, he went to the dollar store and bought these sprayers. And, and yeah. uh, that you can buy fancy ones at fancy cookware stores, but I'm telling you, dollar this ones. great. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving this a spritz on both sides of the meat, and then the air fryer is heated up already, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's at 400 degrees Fahrenheit, and we have had this thing going all the while so that it will be nice and hot inside. And again, the reason we want that is so that the meat's coating sets almost instantly. It almost instantly starts to form a crust around it, and there's no chance that the machine is then heating up and can blow off part of that coating. There is nothing worse than having your coating blow around and blow off your meat. It's yeah. kind of gross. So now normally... I find there's nothing worse than my coating blowing off my meat. There you go. There's nothing... <laughs> 
Normally in an air fryer, I don't flip things because the air circulates around so well that everything browns top and bottom. And this too, in this piece of chicken fried steak, it will brown top and bottom. But after six minutes, I will open the drawer and gently flip it because this is a batter-like coating and because it's a little softer than like the breadcrumbs that adhere to it, I want to make sure that that doesn't stick to the tray or the basket. So by flipping it halfway, I guarantee it won't stick. It'll be brown and crunchy. It'll be delicious. And when we and, come back... And we can I say one more thing? And you're also sure, right, that the juices from the meat don't kind of sog up the coating on the bottom side, even though that, that they won't as much. But this kind of gives it an even chance to dry out it does. by flipping it, it. It does. It dries out on both sides. Yeah. This is going to be revelatory. I mean, in oh. fact, I thought it oh was the first time I made it. Well, Moses. Uh, so I, we'll be uh, back in revelatory. 12 minutes and revelatory. we'll try a piece of hot chicken breadstick. So now, Mark, how do people eat chicken fried steak? Well, Where I, do you come from? They um, People often eat it with cream gravy, or as we say, cream gravy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is cream gravy? Well, it's just it's just pan drippings with flour and then milk mixed in. You just put flour into pan drippings, and then you make a kind of, mm, we could say, a country roux. And then, oh, God, Lord. I guess it's <laughs> probably a country rooks. We make a country rooks, and then uh, we put milk into that. We whisk milk in and make a cream gravy and do lots of pepper with it. Could but, someone just open a can? of Campbell's cream and mushroom soup and not even it's dilute disgusting. it. Disgusting. <laughs> That's disgusting. That's like some Midwestern nightmare of chicken fried steak. But actually, I'll have to tell you that uh, you, everybody else in Texas, uh, where I'm from, you can write me and hate me. But I tend to eat chicken fried steak with ketchup. Yeah, so me too, because it's kind go. of like eating the best of french fries and steak all there at There you go. Okay, so I'm going to try this. I'm going to cut into this. And oh, it's so tender. It's just really, and then I'm going to dip. I'm dipping a little ketchup. All right, this is so it is crunchy. It's, it's really it's good. Delicious. I, I love chicken fried steak for a lot of reasons, but it's just about the most decadent thing I eat. And uh, it's always in Texas. The other thing, it's served often with, uh, as I say, mushy broccoli, over, overcooked broccoli and mashed potatoes. But I don't actually like those things with it. I tend to just like it on its own with a really nice green salad on the side because I want a little crunch. Uh, like I say, I eat it with uh, ketchup. I do know people who eat it with honey mustard slathered on sure, it. Sure, why not? Um, again, Can you put a fried egg, avocado, and bacon on it? Well, the avocado and bacon seems wrong. Does anyone ever put chicken fried steak on a sandwich, like a fried yeah, fish course, sandwich? of course. Yum. All the time in Yum. Texas. Um, and again, those are mostly served with ketchup. But uh, the, the traditional ways with cream gravy, I, I just always think that cream gravy makes it really soggy. Uh, even if you just dip it in it, the ketchup somehow doesn't make it as soggy. And I really like how crunchy this is because oh, that's, so that's the point is like it's like this chance to have French fry beef. Mm, and French fry beef. <laughs> you can make a chicken fried steak Reuben by putting you it could. on rye bread with sauerkraut and Russian dressing. A thousand kosher butchers are rising from the dead to kill you, <laughs> but you could make it that way. Uh, and it's you can also make a chicken fried steak club. Listen, you can do all kinds of things with chicken fried steak. Um, well, okay, probably not have a chicken fried ice cream sundae, but um, no. no, probably not. But, but it is a classic dish. And again, I just want to reiterate that if you want to see really how this process goes, check out our, check out our YouTube channel, uh, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. There are a great many air frying videos there on our channel, so please subscribe and subscribe to this podcast, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, so you don't miss a single episode. Right. And let me also say that we run, uh, Bruce particularly runs, a air fryer group, an air fryer group, a air fryer the group. The Essential Air Fryer the Group. The Essential Air Fryer on Facebook. 
And uh, you can join that group. And if you are a blogger, a vlogger, or you have recipes that you want to share, that is a place we would look for your content. We would look for what you want to put up. And if you have some place that you like to go to for air fryer recipes, check it out. Essential Air Fryer. Join the group. Join the conversation. And look us up on social media. And uh, we'd be delighted to connect with you. And subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode of Cooking with Bruce and Mark.